Lovely, lovely. So if you want to put yourself on mute, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Thanks very much, everyone. Lovely stuff. Thank you. Uh, the house group, just a few quick notices, by the way, just now. So the house group is restarting tomorrow. It's going to be Ephesians 4, I think. Is that correct? Ephesians 4. Brilliant. So that's going to be on Zoom at 8.15. Uh, three more quick things. Uh, of course, we had a great physical service that some of you came to uh, last week physically and some of you came to on Zoom. And as you know, we can't do that at the moment. And it's going to be probably at least the end of February before we do. But it's for a very good reason. We want to not be different from people who live in Eton, but to be standing with them. So everyone feels the same. So, yeah, we all want to be protected. And, uh, yeah, with a rising uh, R number, we've got to really be careful, haven't we, and look after each other. So when we can start again, we're definitely going to. Two more quick things. We've got... Communion, a little bit later, that Joe will be leading for us. So if you've got your elements ready, that would be brilliant. And of course, at the end, we'll have our breakout rooms again. So if you can stop and chat and uh, just inquire about how things are getting on with everyone, that will be really good as well. Great. Right. Well, welcome. It's brilliant to see you all. Um, I want to show you something. I'm just going to try and hold it up to the camera so you can read it. This is... A notepad that uh, um, we were given, or John was given, I'm not entirely sure, but it's now living in our kitchen and we're writing notes on it. And every time I see this, and you, I don't know if you could see, it says, be still and know that I am God. Um, I have a couple of songs going through my head, because that's uh, there's loads of songs with be still and know that I am God. Uh, but I wanted to share that with you this morning because I thought this was a good time actually to, to be doing that. Here we are in, uh, in a new lockdown, and uh, some of us actually have no choice. We, we are stuck at home and we are basically being still. Um, for those of us who are not stuck at home, um, this, this verse in Psalm 46, which I will read to you now. Um, uh, he says, be still. And then there's a comma. Be still, comma. Now, that's, that's a, a whole lesson to a load of us already. Be still. I'm, I'm trying to speak to myself here and to you, my darling. Oh, thank you. Be still. And know that I am God. Um, so let's, um, we are going to sing uh, two songs today with, uh, with, with Latin. Um, but I just wanted to share where that had come from. It just having a notepad. Let me encourage you, just having a Bible verse just randomly in your house, it, it goes in. You see it and it goes in and God can speak to you. So there, there's a brilliant point. If you haven't got a lovely notepad like this, um, put a stick it note or a, a piece of paper anywhere you like. Uh, that'd be helpful. But there we go. Be still. Let's be still. Whether you are forcing, you are being forced to be still um, or whether we are choosing to be still. Let's be still and know that God is God. He says, be still and know that I am God. When you start looking at the world, when you look at that first, everything suddenly goes, oh, yeah, we're, we're back to where it, where it, where it should be. Um, it's helpful. So I hope that's helpful to you too. Um, let's pray. God, thank you that when we do stop and be still, it's so much easier to, to look upward, to see and to know that you are God. God, we know that the world is in turmoil, but thank you, God, that our hearts do not need to be in turmoil because we know that you are God. Father, I pray that you will speak to us through our service this morning, 
through what John has to share, through our communion time, through the songs that we'll sing. God, will you speak to our hearts? Lord, you know exactly where each of us are at the moment. You know what we need. I pray that you will meet our needs this morning as we come and spend this time together and with you. Amen. So let's sing, be still and know. Oh, yeah, sorry, yes, but but just beware, right? I've got something else to say. I've got so much to say this morning. I'm gonna tell me to shut up. Verse two on this song says, I am the Lord that he let thee. So I thought about this too. Now we know plenty of people amongst us that actually need physical healing, but all of us need some kind of healing. So don't just write this off about this is for somebody else. Think, think about, you know, what the things that you need healing for as well. I personally, it's disappointment that gets me. Um, and I would love to be healed from disappointment. That's a horrible, horrible feeling I find. Um, I'm very blessed to be health, physically healthy and I'm extremely thankful and grateful. And I'm more than willing to keep praying for all for everybody who needs physical healing. But let's remember too to pray for ourselves and for other people who need different kinds of healing because God is the God who can heal, be it physical or mental or emotional or anything. So there we go. Let's let's receive from, from this very simple song. I'm gonna click all the right buttons in the right order.
as something that will help us to remember that this is what we're doing with our lives. We are eating the bread and drinking the blood of Jesus. We are saying to him, we have eternal life in you. We are saying we are going to live like you taught us to live um, so that we can have life in you. And the, the next verse said, when the followers of Jesus heard this, many of them said, this teaching is hard. Who can accept it? So, yeah, from day one, this, this has always been hard, living for Jesus. We know it's hard. We know it's not an easy life every day, but we do it for him. So let's take our bread and, um, and take it right now. Can we have the drink film off? Thank you. And you can break it and share it between yourselves and just remember we are living for him. Thank you, God, that you say when we eat your bread, we will live because of you. God, we don't want to live and then die. We want to live and then live in you. And God, we want our lives to count for you. So, Lord, I pray you will help us, help us to remember what living for you is all about. Enable us to recall what you have done for us so that we can live for you. Because it's all because of you, Jesus. Amen. Let's take the, the wine or the cup or the juice, whatever you've got there, to remember. And remember him shedding his blood for us, which gives us the power to live for him. Father, your blood is amazing. It washes us clean. The blood that we know stains things and makes it really hard to wash stuff. But God, your blood washes us completely and utterly clean. We say thank you. Thank you for what you have done for us. Thank you that it's in your strength that we can live for you every day. Thank you that as we daily eat the bread and drink the cup, you give us life. Amen. We're going to sing a song next, which we haven't sung for a long time actually, but I thought was um, good for, for this sort of time, saying, my heart is filled with thankfulness. And it speaks some of the words about um, what Jesus has done for us on the cross and all the things that we can be thankful for in these times when it's so easy to be downhearted. Um, let's, let's remember to be thankful um, for what God has done for us, even if we've really struggled to find other things to be thankful for.
this reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare you the to declare you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. For our appeal does not spring from an error or impurity or any attempt to deceive, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not to please man, but to please God, who tests our heart. For we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext of greed. God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So being affectionately desirous with you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. For remember, brothers, our labour and toil, we worked day, we worked night and day, that we might we might not be a burden to any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses and God also how holy and righteous and blameless was your conduct towards your believers. For you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. We also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it is really, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. For you, brothers, came imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you suffered the same things from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews, who killed both the Lord Jesus and the prophets, and drove us out, and displeased God and opposed all mankind, by hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles that they might be saved so as always to fill up the measure of their sins. But wrath has come upon them at last. But since we were torn away from you, brothers, from a short time in person, not in heart, we endeavoured the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face, because we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, again and again. But Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you, the for you are our glory and joy. Amen. Thanks, that's all. Over to John. If you're using the Bible reading plan for Thessalonians, how are you getting on? It's not too late to start. And it doesn't just cover the eight chapters or 136 verses that these two letters consist of. But it also gives us parts of the Bible that offer a bit of background to what's going on. Remember, Paul's writing to his friends in the Greek city of Thessalonica. He's writing to people he knew and loved. He helped to start the church only a few months before, but now he's 350 miles away in another Greek city, Corinth. He wanted to encourage them to follow Christ in their daily lives. And I know, and you know, it's not always easy putting God first on a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning. And the circumstances in Thessalonica didn't help matters for the people in Thessalonica. That's all's read chapter two for us this morning. So that's where we're thinking briefly today, chapter two. And Paul reminds us how much opposition there was 
when he and Silas were on their second missionary journey, especially when they were in Thessalonica and Philippi. Do you remember how they were put in prison in Philippi? Acts chapter 16. Do you remember they were put in prison just because they were simply talking about God and they were letting God work through them? Paul uses the word, again, Dussel all read it, he uses the word, they were treated outrageously in Philippi. Eubrixo, to deliberately and spitefully injure someone. It properly means, so I read this week, to seize or steal. So really it's telling us that it's someone is stealing someone's reputation or their good name. That challenges me. Because we know that Paul was definitely called by God. And though he certainly suffered a lot for going for God, that didn't deter Paul at all for continuing to give God, give God everything. Do you remember how he gave a long list in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 about all the things he was experiencing? I'm going to read some of it. In this self-confidence boasting, I in this self-confident boasting, I'm not talking as the Lord would, but as a fool, since many are boasting in the way the world does, I too will boast. You gladly put up with fools since you are so wise. In fact, you even put up with anyone who enslaves you or exploits you or takes advantage of you or puts on airs or, or slaps you in the face. In my shame, I admit that we, too, we were too weak for that. Whatever anyone else dares to boast about, I am speaking as a fool, I also dare to boast about. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely and been exposed to death again and again. This is Paul talking, remember? Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open water. We could carry on reading that. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Think about what Paul experienced there's the word there's always lots of words on there but here's another greek word that i love kochatsomai and it means living with our head up high i've read about it again it's boasting from a particular vantage point by having the right base of operation to deal successfully with a matter this is the important bit figuratively it refers to living with God-given confidence. That was the secret of Paul's life. He was boasting, not in himself, but he was boasting that God was giving him confidence because he had God-given God confidence in his life. Do you remember he wrote to Timothy, one of his mentees? He said, as for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits for me, 
the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. We often read about people in the Bible who have a God-given confidence in their life. And maybe you've read biographies and autobiographies from the last two millennia of people who had a God-given confidence in their life. They've endured all kinds of things and have shone in their society for God. The psalmists and other Bible writers regularly describe how their feet were on the rock. It doesn't matter if there were floods, fire, disruption, illness and all sorts of other outrageousnesses. That's a word I've made up, which might be met today. But none of that matters. God is at the centre of their lives. Life was different because of that. The early disciples turned their world upside down. I need more of God in my life. I desire a greater and more solid God confidence in my life. Not just to see me through the storms of each day, and we get plenty of those, don't we? But to see me through the calm times too. I want to see the world changed in small and dramatic ways, because God is working through me and through you. But I want to be confident in what God is doing now, not just being confident in what God did 20 years ago or 30 years ago. I want to know what God is saying today, and I want to have the confidence to stand up and fight the fight and know that God has called me to do things for him. Amen. Yes. Confidence. Fight the fight. Love your fighting talk. Let's uh, let's sing some some fighting words as well. I will bless the Lord forever. Do you need to know that? I will. I will. I will. Say it. I will, I will. bless the Lord forever. Yes, let's do it.
some of you, I'm not an expert at DIY. <laughs> Jill's laughing. She knows it's true. <laughs> However, there are various things in the house that I can easily fix if something goes wrong. Absolutely. You go for it. Thank you for the vote uh, of confidence there, Jill. Very nice of you. Thank you very much. I don't need help from anyone. I don't even need a YouTube video to do some things because it's simple to fix. It's no problem. I understand what the problem is and I know what needs to be done to transform the situation. And anyway, I've probably carried it out a few times anyway, so I've got the confidence to do it. Now, a couple of weeks ago, something happened in the house that I'm gonna tell you about. Is that all right? Great, thank you. I wanted to make some light in a dark corner of the room. So I knew what I needed, a torch. However, the torch was closer to being useless than useful because when I switched it on, it didn't really give much of a beam. It was very feeble and sort of didn't really help me very much. The good thing was though, I knew what to do. Now, just in case you ever need to know what to do in the future as well, I'm going to show you. Now, I'm not going to ask you if that's all right, because some of you are shaking your heads already. And that's rude, Fiona, when you do that. So I'm just going to carry on doing it anyway. In case you need to know this, just pretend it's a YouTube video. Now, what you need to do is this. It's nothing probably on the outside of the torch that's wrong. It's probably something inside that's not working to its fullest capacity. OK, so what you need to do is take the head off. Now, some torches will be at the bottom, but this is at the top. So you take the torches head off and then there's something inside. If you give it a shake, you'll hear it. Can you hear that? There's something sort of inside. So all I do with my hand cupped, because this is what my dad taught me years ago. You put your hand like that and these things called batteries come out okay so the batteries are out. now it's the thing inside that's not working to its fullest capacity remember that i might say that again in a minute i've got some more because i used to watch blue peter here's some i prepared earlier some more batteries something that was inside that weren't working to their fullest capacity i'm going to put one in making sure that the sort of uh, bit that sticks out is at the top I thought I'd tell you that just in case you got confused. And then the next one goes on. And guess what? I'm going to put the top on. Do you think it's going to work any better? Close your eyes just in case it's a bit bright. Oh, look at that. It worked. You're looking at me like you didn't need to know that because you know it already. It's true, isn't it? It's frankly obvious what to do with a torch if it's not working. It was everything to do with what was going on inside. I'm going to tell you something else that's really obvious. So don't give me a look because I'm still going to tell you. This is what I'm going to say. Reading the Bible regularly is really good for you. I bet you've heard that hundreds of times, haven't you? But it's true. Reading the Bible is really good for you. God wants to change us and change us on the inside so that we work at our fullest capacity. If we don't have God's power and God's love in our lives, we're only working and living 
in a feeble and dim way, just like my torch wasn't so good until the batteries were renewed, until they were changed. It's just like reading the Bible. We have to be intentional and give time to reading the Bible, just like we need to be intentional with prayer and intentional with meeting with other Jesus disciples. We need to make time to read the Bible. Why am I saying all of this? Well, you might have caught what Dassel said in verse 13. The word of God is indeed at work in you who believe. It's a really easy Greek word. I bet you've heard all you've all heard of this Greek word. Energio. That's a word you've heard of, isn't it? I work, accomplish and display activity. It's energising, working in a situation which brings it from one stage to the next. And then this is why I thought of the torch, because then in the, uh, the book I looked up, it said that it's like an electrical current energising a wire, bringing it, to a, bringing it to a shining light bulb. So energico or energio means to transform, to accomplish, to energise. And that's what Paul was talking about. God's word energised him. Like we were talking about earlier, Paul was full of God confidence because he studied and he learnt and he spent time with God. God's word is a power that can be at work in you as well, if you let it. God can transform you. God wants to energise you so you can live effectively for him wherever you are. It might be that we're in our homes a lot over the next few weeks, but God can energise us as we seek him. God is our heavenly father. He loves us. He wants to energise us all today. God's still at work. God isn't like me and occasionally has a nap on a Sunday afternoon or in an evening, maybe. God isn't like that. I'm not that old, I think, but I need a nap now and again. It just happens. I don't know why. It just happens. God isn't taking a nap. God is all powerful. God is majestic. God is loving and merciful and faithful still, just like he's been all through the centuries and the millennia. Remember what Paul said? He said, the word of God is indeed at work in you who believe. As we let God speak to us as we read the Bible, so we're transformed. Our world can be turned upside down, just like the disciples turned the world upside down in their day. It might sound scary, but it's totally necessary, isn't it, for God to come and work in us and transform us and transform society around us as well. Here's a question I asked some of you a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago maybe. Am I actively wanting to be like Jesus today? The Bible isn't a self-help book where we can read stories of people who experience God and often got it wrong and we can learn from them and try and put it right. The Bible tells us how God loves us. God loves mankind. God didn't just leave it like that. He didn't say, look at all these other people and see if you can do better. The Bible tells us that God came to earth. He came to live and then to die for us. 
so that we could be transformed, not just for a short time in a superficial way, but God came so that we could be changed and changed in a really full and transforming way. We cannot help ourselves in some things, but God is need. We need God in our lives. We need to let God be at work in us today. We can do that by reading his Bible. And like Jill mentioned about just having a Bible verse just stuck on the, by a magnet or somewhere in, the, in, the, in your house. Just write it down and read it. Let God's word be active in you today. Let's hear his voice. And let's follow what he says, even if that's challenging. I'm going to pray then, and then Jill's coming back. So thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word is transforming us. Thank you, Lord, that reading your word gives us God confidence in our lives, to see our lives transformed and our friends and our family and the society transformed as well. So, Lord, we do open our heart to you and to your word again and say, help us. Help us to put our lives in your hands. Help us, Lord, to change our batteries from our own dying, decaying batteries to be renewed with your batteries. Help us, Lord, to know you more, to know you in power and truth and love. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, let's do some more singing. Yay! Um, we're going to sing. Um, sorry, there's fairly sort of oldie oldie ones that we've not sung for ages, or newy ones that we've not sung very much this week. But you know that's all good. Brilliant words that we're all going to sing. So this next one we're going to sing um, talks about this is how I fight my battles. Um, it may seem like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Um, I hope you remember it. But we did do it a couple of times last year. Um, yeah, all all good, uh, all good stuff. Let's. Uh, and absolutely right. After this, Phyllis is going to lead us in prayers. Thanks very much, Phyllis. Bye-bye. 
Shall we pray? So Father, here we are at the start of a new year. A different one than we expected with lockdown because of the virus. Unable to worship in our churches. But thank you that you never change. You're the same yesterday, today and forever. What a privilege that we have. What a hope we have in you. You're ever faithful. So with grateful hearts, we come this morning to meet with you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the songs that we sing. We thank you for the truth in the songs that you do fight our battles, that you are always by our side. And we do pray this morning, Lord, for all who are suffering because of this virus. We pray that you will comfort those who are mourning the loss of their loved ones. We pray so much, Lord, for the staff on the NHS the workers that are working on the front line, the ambulance people, all the key workers, Lord, who are at risk, and we uphold them and ask, Lord, that you would undertake. Lord, that somehow you will intervene at this time. We call upon you because you are our Heavenly Father, and we thank you that you do answer our prayers. We actually bring our Prime Minister and the scientists to you, Lord, who are trying and endeavouring to make decisions, Lord, to keep us safe. We pray, Lord, that they would turn to you, that they would seek you, the God of all. We think of things we see on the television and of the USA at this time, of such unrest and hatred that you would intervene, that the coming inauguration of the new president, that the president will seek you and that peace will be restored and that one by one they can live side by side, Lord. It is so sad to see this hatred. So we pray for America, Lord, and we pray for our own country. 
We pray now for our NCF family. We thank you that we are able to meet like this. We thank you for the technology that enables us to do this. We just pray that you will keep us united in you, that you will bless John and Jill as they're traveling around, Lord, that you'll keep them safe, that you touch those that know that we know that they need you, that you'll bless Kath, that you will strengthen her, that she'll regain much more of her use of her body. We think of Yvette and the family and all that situation, and I don't know any update, Lord, but you do. And I just pray that um, all of the YMVY um, family, Lord, that you will keep them safe too. We pray, Lord, that you'll keep all of us in the hollow of your hand. So this morning, Lord, will you accept our praise? Will you accept our thanks for all you do for us? that you've blessed the word that we've heard this morning, that we will make sure that we are alive for you and that we are witnesses for you. That whatever this coming week we face, we have the knowledge of your love will keep us looking up to you, who is the author of our salvation, our saviour and our coming king. So thank you, Lord, for everything you do for us. Amen. 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 Brilliant. Thank you, Phyllis. Right, we're going to um, come to the final song and the end of our service. But before we do that, I just wanted to bring us back to where we started in Psalm 46, verse 10, um, which says, he says, be still, comma, Remember, be still, be still, and know that I am God. And it continues, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So all the things that we've just prayed about, all the things that are going on around us, all the things that we are struggling with, all the things that, you know, seem really hard at the moment, God will be exalted. And so we can, we can have that confidence. We do have confidence, like John was saying, you know, it's his word that gives us our God confidence. So let's be confident in that. We can be still and know that he is God. And we will know because he will be exalted in the in the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. Um, so we're going to finish with a song. I'm not actually sure we've ever done it in, in church. So if it if you don't know it, um, then enjoy. Um, and if you do know it, then sing along. The words are going to be on the screen. Um, I'm going to play it from a, um, a CD rather than um, us playing today. Uh, so let's uh, join in with another Be Still and Know That I Am God. Be still and know. 
Thank you, Lord, that you call us to intimacy with you and reverence towards you as well. But Lord, as we spend time in your presence, reading your word, praying, being with other Christians, Lord, we thank you that your confidence will come into our lives. Lord, we need your confidence in our lives. So, Lord, we give you our lives and say, come and use us, come and dwell within us so that we can do what you want us to do. Lord, we give you the glory for changing us already. We know, I, I know I need to change a load more. And maybe my friends think the same like that as well. So come and change us, come and help us, come and dwell within us again. Amen. 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 <laughs>